worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, you can't tell by the way I used my woke up a homeless man. You know, time is all. <laughs> all right, let's roll. That's so right. good. What are we doing, Doug? We're doing a commercial. Uh, uh, fucking what? A, dude. Why do we have to do commercials? I was just ready to jam into, you know, the episode. Let's jam. Yeah, let's I know this about. is way too structured for you guys, but we do need to do a commercial for t-shirts because we have them on sale. People are asking about them. They want them. Yet we need to let them know about it. You see, right? I'm already bored. What? I just got bored right now. Right? Yeah. I totally zoned out. Uh, are we? Are let's we talk s- about biceps. What's the best exercise for biceps? We have women's t-shirts now. This is exciting. You should be excited about this. Okay. Yeah. No, why do you look? Why the fuck you look at me like because that? Because you're always because like I wear women's titties. clothes. He just looked at. He just looked <laughs> hey, at. Me I, like, I just uh, you know. He I, just looked at me like this. Look like I should be extra excited about the fucking women's you. t-shirts. You do have big breasts. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So I I'm, can see you in one of those lycra tanks. All right. Mm. <laughs> All right, so we have we have women's tanks. We have women's tanks. We have a women's V-neck. Okay. We have a men's V-neck. Okay. And we have men's and really unisex raw truth shirts. So oh, okay. And oh. in one tri blend uh, men's tank top. All this is available on the mindpumpradio.com page. How long are you running this for? Until Sunday. Well, that's only a couple days, Doug. That's the twenty th- uh, seventh. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's time to get up and go and and get these. Can, Absolutely. You know what I like the most about these t-shirts? They're sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you have you just looked at one? Feel close? of them. It's just hot. Yeah. hot. yeah, no, I agree. So I think you should get one if you're listening right now. Well, you got the main thing is you got to hurry up and get one because what always happens to us is Doug shuts the sale down and then also we get yeah, these flood of people. All these comments like, "Hey, oh, I like that. I want it. Yeah. Doug, hook me up." They're limited. Guess what? No more Doug hookups. They're it's, limited. It's now or never. Mindpumpradio.com. Turn this off. Go on there right now. Just, just do it. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. The walk-ons, they fucking throw you right in the mix, right? And I'm doing hitting drills against, like, your starting fucking and fullbacks. And Bro, I fucking, I would go all out because I had to prove something. And so they'd get pissed because I actually hit hard. And so they would double team, and so they get a pulling guard and the fucking fullback to, to kind of blast me out of the hole to try and get the, the running back through. And, dude, I would just get fucking rocked, dude. My head was <laughs> ringing and shit, and I'd get right back up. And then I'd run right at them and then just try and, you know, tackle and get, you know, as far up as I could. And then they would just start chopping my legs, doing dirty shit, fucking, you know, eye gouge me under the pile. Oh it is fucking dirty, dude. <laughs> oh my God. And they're huge. I was not like, dude, I was like at my biggest, I was like 245, 250, right? I'm going against guys that are three fucking 50 full, like, <laughs> you know, fast twitch muscle. Fuck you, you know? Like, <laughs> what are you going to do against that? Yeah, I'll go, it's a different I'll, level. I'll go deadlift. 
Yes. By myself. It's a different level. And they're all fast as fuck. No, I'm cool. These fucking, these linemen, bro, we're running like 4-4, four, four, you know, 4-5. That's what always, that's what always. I'm running like a 4-8, dude. It always impresses me when you see these guys that are that big, that are. That are fast. Yeah. You remember when we played against dude, all those, fast all, the, all, the, all the pros. Yeah. Dude, I was just, I, part of me just wanted to sit back and watch them play instead of playing against them because I was so fascinated with these 300 pound men that were like three steps and they were all the way across the basketball court, you know? Yeah. Like it was just crazy. It was, it was insane to see. Effortless. That's where, you know, we always talk about like, everyone talks about steroids and this and that. It's like, dude, at the professional level, above steroids by far, you have to have the genetic gift first. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Genes is everything. Yeah. Every, and that's, it's too bad because so many kids that are growing up that are coming up and in the sport, they think like, fuck, if I need to get to the professional level, I need to take that next step and I need to, to take juice or I need to do this. And it's like, dude, if you don't have the, the genetic gift dude, already, you're not, unfortunately for you, you're not going to Here's the thing. Pharmaceutically. All, all these pros, right? all these pros were dominating f- their friends when they were kids too. Like they were the big kid that was oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Growing up. It reminds me of that, that dude that you went and hung out with in Vegas. What's his name? Oh, Joe. Yeah. Uh, he's he's he says he's natural. He he, he is too, and he, he is, and he used to play. Um, didn't he play pro football for a little bit? Yeah, he a couple of years he played for Atlanta Falcons and somebody else. And the guy is strong as shit. If you look at his Instagram, oh, he's, he's squatting like six plates, like it's like the way I squat three plates, like ridiculous, right? Yeah, M- massive, muscular, strong as shit, fast. But he's as probably hell. never like the thing is about guys like that. Like they start working out, like they never stopped working. Oh yeah, out. That's, well, bro, exa- that's exactly he right. He posted a That's pic- why he's lifting that much I, weight. I went through his Instagram right, and there's a picture of him when he was 15 flexing. Yeah, and it's how I look when I get really lean. Like, <laughs> you know, now 15, so I'm like, yeah, that's jeans. That's definitely jeans, do you, bro. Uh, do you, do you know? Do you know? Unfair. Do you know my buddy Jason Sinatra? Do you know Jason? Yeah, oh, Jay Sinatra. Uh, I know who that. I know who that dude, guy is. Dude, Jay. He so he he went to uh, the All Natural Olympia. So he made it to the All Natural Olympia, and, and he started off. So he started off in the NPC when I started in the NPC. And uh, I remember when we were going to shows, and he's like, you know, he looks crazy good, right? And he started in men's physique, and he was just getting told too big because he is kind of big for men's physique for sure. And not to mention though that he's all natural. He's been, always been drug free his entire life, and. I'm like, dude, you're a freaking animal. First he's of all, you need, a freak. yeah, you need to go to bodybuilding, and then if you were to throw some gear on that body, you'd be a monster. <laughs> but he's, I mean, if you look at him, I know most people probably look at him and think he is, but he's he's 100 all natural. But if you look at his, I've seen pictures of him and his brother when he's like 15 years old. Yeah, bro, he looks yeah. he looks better than me on my best day on stage, bro. Right now, dude, and I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Guys like that are just they they have had it, you know. And yeah. it's not to say they haven't worked for. I mean, he's a mate. He's worked his ass off to no, be. No, no, no. When you get to the top level, what you have is ex- extreme talent plus hard work. Yeah, because extreme talent will only get you so far. But then to get to the top, you're all, now you're competing against guys. Who They've are super all had that same hand, and right? yeah, so and, they all got like the two aces. You know what I mean? Now everybody's playing with that same hand, but now you got to get something else in the mix. Now so. you got to work your ass yeah. off, no, and, then, a, and then the extra five percent coming from you know gear. That's a that's a that's right. a great analogy. It's like our buddy Craig. Craig's the same way too. Have you ever looked at his picture when he was? I mean, his neck was like the size the size of my oh, fucking legs. Horse. Yeah, his yeah neck he's always a horse. The size of my leg is, yeah. dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Just you know, they they were those kids that were were like that when they were kids. Like you said, they were just dominating everybody else. And they mm-hmm. had it, but you know what? It's it's something that needs to be talked about. I feel like more often because a lot of these kids that are inspiring to be like all these these athletes, they see that 
and they and either one they assume that oh it must be juice why they're doing that or two they think they get they can work out as hard as they are they do and they're going to look like that that's the problem with some of those programs dude if you took phil heath and you took him off the gear he would still look crazy oh yeah you you look him in person natural he'd still look amazing uh you know kai green competed for a long time natural and he was a very muscular dude now obviously he's a much bigger guy now but he was always impressive looking when he even when he competed naturally. Ronnie Coleman competed naturally for a long time. And then there was like a switch one year, and that's I think the year he won the Olympia. And he it was like looked like he gained like 40 pounds. Yes, there's a difference, but off everything, the guy is more muscular and stronger than 99.9% of the population, including people who take anabolic steroids. Yeah. So it's just it's just the genes make a I mean that's that's well, all, that's you, so much I, of it. you said it really well one time, and you should repeat it. I, I can't remember what you said. I think you listed the five things between genetics, nutrition, uh, gear, all the things like that, and, and then you put them in order. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, which, yeah, genes, nutrition, your workout routine, um, and then last comes, you know, your, you know, the steroids. The enhancements. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you've got you've got a person that has got superior genes in terms of how they respond to weights, and you have someone who has average genes – and you put the average person on a lot of drugs and you keep the other guy natural. The natural guy who's got superior, you know, that 0.1% of the world's population in genes is going to be superior. He's just gonna, You're not going to be able to make up the difference if you're average yeah. to somebody who's got superior genes. It's just Well, I saw that too, even just playing it with athletics. Like, uh, you know, like the, somebody I knew that was on, on steroids who all of a sudden would start working out with like the, you know, the different groups, the guys that were lifting more weights. And we, we would all branch off based on like how much weight you could push. And, uh, you know, and this kid was coming up and he was getting bigger and yoked. And, you know, he was always that guy that was on the sidelines and you could tell that like he really, really wanted to play, but you know, so he's running, he's going to Mexico and he's getting his stack <laughs> And all of a sudden he's working out with us and he's trying like insanely hard in practice. Right. He, he's like that, that kid that like everybody just gets annoyed with. Right. He, he keeps going like, uh, like 110% every single rep. And then just like hits you and, and you just shake him off. Like, dude, come on, I'll kill you. <laughs> he didn't have, he, didn't <laughs> he have just it. didn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have it, but he tried so damn hard and he was running as many, you know, Mexican steroids as possible. I guarantee it. Yeah, that's And guess what? I'm sorry. It's just the hand you're dealt with. You you can't do anything with it. Look, when you uh it's like if you go um if you're a wrestler or a fighter and you've got guys who are juiced up within their weight category, a 200-pound guy that's juiced up versus a 200-pound guy that's natural. The natural 200-pound guy He's in a way better situation. He's, he's stronger, yeah. faster, he's yeah. got more stamina. That's what I, I think that's what people It's not inflated. It annoys me when people get all like uh, when they see fighters like you know come out with they get the steroid scandal or whatever, like so and so got caught with whatever you know, and he's a and he's an MMA fighter. I'm like, dude, it's so silly. He has to fight in a weight class, so all that extra muscle mass putting on him, it, it, he's just taking himself from normally being a 180 guy. Now he's a 205 guy, and now he's fighting like you said, 205 guys that are naturally 205 when they're then guy his his bone, his skeletal structure, his ligaments, his joints. We're all built for 205 pounds. Right. The other guy has got artificial muscle put on him that his body was not, his structure was not built for. Who do you think is going to have the advantage? Right. If you, if especially in weight class, you know, uh, sports with weight classes, you're looking at the, the reason why they would use anabolic steroids is for recovery. So they could train hard, not injure themselves and recover faster. But in the old days, like Pride, you know, when they didn't have weight classes in Pride, you, you get a big guy versus a small guy. Size would help. And so you'd get a lot of these guys would juice up. Plus, 
uh, the marketing aspect of it. You know, Vanderlei Silva at Pride looked very different than Vanderlei Silva <laughs> in the UFC. It was, it was oh, he was a killer in Pride. The dude was he was like oh, twenty man. pounds bigger. Oh, yeah, uh, but a lot of that was you know he got marketing. It, it, you know, you you look like a cartoon character. Um, and in some sports, weight does make a difference, <laughs> like football and stuff like that. But you know, at the end of the day, it's 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 about the genes. Look, the, us in the room, okay, the three of us on this podcast. If you put us against the average population in terms of genes for building muscle, we are we've got better genes than most people do for building muscle. But we don't we are not the point zero zero one percent. Oh hell no, we're not the elite. Right. No, we're like not. those guys are <laughs> no. and I've met in my entire life I've yeah. <laughs> aside from actual, you know, like celebrities, I've met I can maybe say one guy like that. There was one trainer that worked for me years ago, and the dude ate shit. Mm-hmm. The guy did not know how to work out. And we and I'm like studying nutrition and yeah. supplements and and we would go oh, work it's out. So irritating. You and watch this, him do like a couple things and they're lightly working weights. Dude, this guy would do. McDonald's. He had 18 inch arms, just like whatever. And he would do skull crushers. And I'm not bullshitting you. We'd get the curl bar. He put two 45s on each side, and he'd do skull crushers like perfect form. And I remember like looking at him like, what the? F-? And and back then I'm thinking like, you've got to be on a shitload of stuff. But the guy could barely afford food. He was a poor dude. Didn't make a lot of money. He would get the 99 cent cheeseburger from McDonald's. That would be his lunch. And I remember looking like, God, like, how is this even possible? I mean, I understand it now. But. I had a trainer that worked for me and he worked the same time you did. You remember him like that was like that had those genetics and he was eating Taco Bell and shit like that. And he, you'd see him train. He was all like his intensity was so weak sauce when he worked out <laughs> and stuff. And he just shoulders, arms, just oh, yeah. genetic freak, yep. man. I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> dude, just looked off. Then get on the basketball court and run up and down yep. the basketball court with all of us, no problem. Just like, always just shredded yeah. and jacked. And he was older than all of us. He was yeah. like 30-something years old when uh-huh. we were all in our early 20s. Just, I mean, some people have that genetic gift, and people don't realize that, I think. And it's it's unfortunate because you you see all the shit that's on Instagram and this and that, and you, you see these kids that think that this is what they have to do to look like that. And it's like, you know, when you look at a picture of – all three of us, when we were between 18 and 20 years old, I mean, it gives you a real indicator of where our genetics are, you know right. what I'm saying, in comparison to someone else. And when you look at those guys, look at pictures of them. When they were, when testosterone first really started hitting their body, somewhere between 18 to 20 years old, look at look at what they look like already, yeah. you know? What do they look like already? Do they, do, if they had, if they look like a bean pole and didn't have any muscle on them whatsoever at that age, well, then they weren't probably the genetic kids. But more than likely, they already were the kids that were, pretty muscular naturally already. And we all had that when you were in high school. I remember the kids now. And you know, it's crazy. You know, we, we talk about genetics, number one, but then you talk about nutrition and continue working out, number two and three. Like, you know, I, I've got buddies that I went to high school with that were like the star running back, quarterback, and they were just had that awesome physique that all the chicks loved and some of that when we were kids. And now they look sloppy as shit later in life. Because their know? diet's horrible. Yeah, because yeah. they've just poisoned their body for the next That's five That's another telltale sign. When you see somebody go from like, you know, God, you were so huge, and then they just like turn into mush. Yeah. You know, and, and they're just like a different, totally different person. And you're like, dude, there's no way you're going to go into that extreme of a, a physical change unless you're artificially, you know, enhancing yourself. It is. And I'll tell you, there's, there's, um, you know, genes are interesting. I'll tell you what, like uh, I'll use myself as an example. Um, in terms of strength, I'm with, if I compare, if I compete myself uh, or compare myself against guys who have been working out as long as I have, I'm actually pretty average, you know, on most of my, all my lifts, except for one, there's only one lift I have that for whatever reason, my genes favor 
this particular lift and it's the deadlift. And I know it's my genes. I deadlifted 400 pounds when I was 17 years old. I could pull 400 pounds off the floor. See, that's, that's genes. Yeah, that's good you said that though. Cause it's just like, you look at you and you're, you're almost doing three times your body weight. Right. Right. And that's not normal. Dude. No, no. You and know? that, and so that's the one lift for whatever reason for me, my genes favor. It's, it's not world class. It's, it's, Good. It's really good, but it's not like crazy world class. Right. But that's the one lift. Now, if you put me on the bench press, you put me in the squat, I'm going to be right around probably other guys who've been working out as long as I have. I'm not going to like blow anybody away. But the deadlift, for whatever reason, and that's my genes. It's just the way it is. And, you know, some of us have those lifts. And, uh, you know, uh, if you if you were to look at all your lifts, there's that one lift that you could, you know, typically do a lot more. Well, it comes down to physics, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's the way our levers are, our, our levers are right. built. You know, that's pulling a deadlift or squatting or bench pressing it's it's all about levers and how how long your limbs are or the ratio of your hips to your legs and things like that that make it more efficient you know and like you said you have i am the same way too i'm i'm built to pull something off the floor the first time i ever ripped deadlifts like same thing too like i was already hitting 3 400 pounds within the first like couple months of lifting it right. you know where most guys spend half their half their life trying to get up to that weight and it's not because I trained extra hard in that area. It's just I was gifted there. Now, put me under a squat rack, and it's like I'm celebrating like 10 pounds of gaining, you know, as victory. It's like, <laughs> yes, you know, I've got a little bit more, a little bit more. Same thing with bench press. It's taken me years. I mean, I remember I was a kid who was in his 20s and still didn't have the big 45-pound plates on there, man. I couldn't even bench press that until I was in my mid-20s. Like, it's taken everything I got just to get where I'm at. And if you were to look at my the size of me and then my, my bench press now, like, most people, it's not impressive. You know, it's not that impressive at all, but I've worked fucking really hard just to get it to there. So everybody is, you know, genetically I, different. I think and- with, the, you know, that all being said, <clears throat> you know, uh, the key is you got to compete against yourself. This mm. is the, this isn't, this is an endeavor. That's what I love about resistance training so much is that um, you don't really compare, you don't have to compare yourself against anyone, what your previous best, what you did before. Yeah. Um, and anybody has the potential to, uh, look uh, impressive to the average person and to to have a strength that is impressive compared to the average person. Most people have that capacity. So that's when you have the hard work, nutrition, being smart about your training that you could do real well. But if you're going to compare yourself against, you know, some of the freaks of Instagram or or bodybuilding or whatever. Yeah, uh, that's a losing battle. That's a losing battle. You're going to be depressed. I'm just going to tell you, right? look, you know, I love science. I love to read about science. I'm not going to compare myself to Stephen Hawking's. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, and if I if I tried my absolute hardest, yeah. I would still compare myself to to a you know a, someone who's with that kind of brilliance, and it's just it's just the way it is, uh, uh, and and that's those are the things we have to accept. So you know when when you you know if you're considering using anabolic steroids because you want to look like some of these freaks, you're not going to no. unless you're ridiculously impressive naturally. You're not you can take all the drugs in the world. You're you're just you're not going to. And then the shitty part here's the depressing part. Eventually you're gonna have to go off that shit. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? Yeah. Now you get what? Now you get to deal with getting weaker and smaller. Yeah, you don't think about that. Yeah, and that's get there. psychologically that sucks. Oh, that is the nobody wants to do that. That's the most depressing part about it is the, that eventually coming that way, which is also why I think where where people get set up where they end up wanting to do that for the rest of their lives because of that because they know what that feels like when they when they have it when they don't have it and it's so depressing to see right. how much they they drop. That's in that's the thing, right? Because then if they've never pressed themselves to their optimal potential uh, naturally. You know, the the assumption in your head is always going to be, well, I need this. Yeah, I need this to get to that pinnacle. You know, whereas, I mean, if you just hold out, if you hold out and you just you you press your own genetic potential as far as you can go, 
you know, and then say, you know, you want to compete and you want to get super crazy, whatever you're going to do, what you're going to do. Uh, because obviously there's, it's infiltrated sports. We know that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at, at certain high, high levels. Um, but you know, just challenge yourself personally, you know, like make sure you just keep that about, uh, your own personal drive and, and efforts and, um, you know, just see how far you can go. Well, here's the other thing too. Um, you know, in the past, you know, I've talked about this before, you know, in my, especially my early twenties, uh, that was those were the days where design what, what we know now are designer steroids, but they would call them pro hormones back then. Um, they were basically chemicals that were you know two three molecules away from you know illegal steroids, but they were they weren't classified as such because they were uh, some obscure chemical, but they had the same effects. They were available over the counter, and I would use them because they were effective and because they were pro hormones. They weren't steroids, although now we know they are. And here's what happened when I would use those, um, it would prevent me from maximizing my body's ability to progress because it was easier when I was on them. So I'd take them and then boom, I'd get stronger and build muscle and I wouldn't pay attention as much to the intricacies of my workouts and my nutrition. Now, fast forward now, I haven't touched anything like that for a long time. Um, I'm stronger in most cases and I look more impressive now than I did back then. Why? Because I've learned how to maximize my natural ability and because I have to. Mm -hmm. I don't have something that I can take and go on a 30-day or 60-day cycle of something, and I know I'm going to gain 10 pounds of muscle. I know I'm going to gain 30 pounds on my, you know, my lifts or whatever. It's like I have to like work, inch my way up and figure out my body and really maximize. Yeah. In my workouts now, my nutri- now, of course, if I were to take them today, I would surpass even you know what I'm, where I'm at now. But the bottom line is I, lo- I know my body better now. Well, the great part about that is that you know, having to go through all those pains and the slow process of it, like you really unlock other methods that you wouldn't even have like entertained because you're, right. you're already getting all this, you know, artificial help, uh, you know, from, from just going straight to the, uh, you know, injections or whatever it is. Um, whereas like we really have to think this shit out every day. Like, okay, how am I going to maximize this lift? How, you know, how am I going to get to that level? Let's try this. Let's come back to this. Let's get more rest. Let's, you know, alternate. And, and really this is what this, this, all this refining over time has, has created certain programs that we obviously talk about, but um, the, the, the thing is it's a day-to-day process and, and it takes a long time to get there because you have to understand things about your body, understand how nutrition plays a pivotal role not just with energy, not just with, um, you know, fat loss or, or whatever it is, but like, you know, performance overall, just keeping you healthy. And then when you when you keep your body healthy, how much more you can improve because of that, you know, internally, uh, you know, your whole system's going to fire the way you want it to. Right. You're you, not fighting things. You get, you get away with a little bit more of, uh, doing things the wrong way. Oh, you get away with a lot more. That's, yeah. that's the, that, that's such a great point that Justin says right now, because, Really, all the, the anabolic steroids does is it keeps you anabolic twenty four seven. When you really think about the number one factor that it does for you, right? It's, it's it, tipping the balance in that direction. Exactly, all the time. it tips it. In, it could be two in the morning, and it's you're anabolic. Mm-hmm. You know, where mm-hmm. right now when you're when you're running things all natural, you've got to find ways to. You're trying to create that atmosphere in your body with either food manipulation or working out certain ways, trigger sessions, whatever. Exactly, right? trigger sessions, things like that. Like we we've you've got to come up with all these different methods. To make the body anabolic, where when you're at, when you're when you're running gear, you're anabolic twenty four seven. So there's less effort that has to be put in into thinking about how I need to map out this workout, how I need to do this. Because hey, even if I am overtraining a little.
little bit, it's not a big deal because my body's anabolic time. Even if I right. eat some of your this, recovery is like way up in comparison to your. And even person. if I eat yeah. like shit, you know what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of this, a lot of these calories are going to go to building because I'm anabolic right now. You know, my body is wanting to use those it's calories. Prioritizing it right away for you. Exactly. That is the number one thing that I don't think people realize. That that's really what it's doing is is doing that. Where you can create a lot of that anabolic environment in your body if you know what you're doing as far as training wise and as eating and things like that. That's a huge key and factor for people. And it's not like, you know, the gear is all of a sudden this, this magical thing. It does, but it just, it, it keeps it a lot easier. And if, like Justin said, if you haven't figured out how to do that with your body naturally, then all of a sudden hopping on gear is not, is, is not the answer. Cause then you, then you don't, then you go right back to those same, that same workout ethic or workout or eating patterns without it. And your body goes to shit. Yeah. This is why I asked Dave the other day when Dave was on the show uh, the other day, and he, I don't know if he shied away from it because uh, he didn't want to get into controversial stuff like we do or what, but that's like one of the number one things that an athlete, when I train a co- coach an athlete who's going to compete in like men's physique or whatever, and even bikini, the first thing I get asked is like, you know, what do I take? You know, because they know they're not, if you're getting into the competing world, you're not an idiot. You know, like everybody, most everybody is on gear on something, right? Yeah. So that's the first thing I ask me. And, the, and especially when they're young, the very first thing I ask back to them is like, well, first, have you ever done this before? Or do you, are you even familiar with anything that you're, you're asking me about? And if, if not, like, I don't even want, I don't even want to tell you to do anything. I want you to, we need to learn your body's potential naturally before you even consider that. So you know, let me, let me see what I can show you nutritionally and workout wise. And then after that, if you feel like you need to, to enhance your body more to get you to the next level of people, and that's something you're, you're willing to do, you know, then we can talk about something like that. But for right now, if you, if you don't even know what you should be doing nutritionally and workout wise to maximize your current potential, we're only shooting ourselves in the foot by all of a sudden throwing mm-hmm. you on a bunch of gear or supplements that you're, you're just, then, then we're not, then we don't know what's really working. Is it the, the, the workout plan I set for Such you? Such a great point. Is it the nutrition plan that I right. set for you? Yeah. Or is it the fucking anabolic steroids that I prescribed right. you? That's <laughs> a, this is yeah. it. This Who is knows? It. Such a great point because if you don't know what your potential is naturally, if you don't know what works, how you can maximize your progress naturally, then it's very, very difficult to judge. Because I remember when I would take these over-the-counter, you know, pro-hormones or whatever you want to call them, I would work out and I'd have great pumps. Every time I'd lift weights, I'd have great pumps. So it was hard for me to judge, you know, what was I doing that was really, you know, working. And and what I would end up doing is is seeing how much I could possibly work out, which probably was detrimental to my progress. Now, now that I've trained so long without those types of things now, and I know exactly how to maximize my body, if I were, and I'm not going to, but if I were to go on, on gear now, I could really take advantage of of their mm-hmm. effects because I know what I what my, what my body's capability is without them. And I think if you look at you know bodybuilders and athletes, the guys that stayed natural the longest are the ones that go the farthest when they finally go on when they finally go on. Oh, the gear. for that exact reason, what mm-hmm. you just right. said right there is they figured out. I mean, I remember when I was 22 years old, I let some bodybuilder put me on the the most monstrous steroid stack I've ever seen in my life before. And that was the that that was probably one of the stupidest things I ever could do at that young of an age. But at that point in my life, like I had felt like I'd been struggling for four or five years of consistently training and not seeing the results I wanted. And I and even I did. I thought, okay, you know, this is what I needed to get to that next size. And I'll never forget. Like I literally put on like five pounds. That was it. Five pounds, which went away as soon as I came off of it. Now I was the strongest little skinny fucker in the gym. I, I mean, I was pushing weight. I'd never pushed my and that and I, that mentally felt awesome and felt great. 
But really, the whole reason why uh, that I did it was because I wanted to put this size on. Right. I was this skinny kid, and I was insecure about being so skinny. I want to be bigger. I want to be bigger. And when I when I went on all this stuff, it wasn't the answer, and I thought it was. It's I was like, damn, this is crazy. I've mm-hmm. gotten I've gotten just as many gains before from hopping on a creatine cycle right. as I did on this huge thousand dollar freaking steroid cycle, thinking that it was going to blow me up. Well, that's the public's perception, though, and that's I think that's why it's important that we talk about it from a real perspective, is because. You, you can't look at it like that is that that's what's going to make you look like Arnold, you know, within a month. Right. Well, you know, you know, what's not even talked about. Um, there's genetics for how you there's genes for how you'll how muscular and strong you'll be naturally. There's genes for how you respond to resistance training because you could actually have two guys, one guy with with both of them not lifting weights at all. One guy naturally stronger and bigger, the other guy naturally weaker and not as strong. They lift weights, and the weaker guy just responds. He's just got the stronger response mm-hmm. to the weights, and he'll actually surpass the other guy. So there's that, and there's genes that affect how well you respond to anabolic steroids. This is a fact. There's there were pro bodybuilders. You know, I used to read, and these are these are these are rumors or whatnot. But you guys know who Kevin Lavroni is from mm-hmm. the '90s, right? Mm-hmm. People would talk about how the guy would go on a, on a cycle and just. Boom, 50, 60 pounds of muscle because his genes just responded mm. to the steroids. I knew I there was a guy that I worked with years ago. I used to own a gym down in Palm uh, down in Palm Desert near Palm Springs. There was a guy that I worked out with and, and worked with that, uh, down there who was a kind of an average guy would lift weights. And he, you know, we were close to Mexico. So the guy would go down there and he would get on a shit ton of gear. And when I say a shit ton of gear, he was <laughs> taking between one to two grams Dude. of anabolics a week, which is a high dose for a recreational user. And I'm talking, he would use orals like Anadrol and D-Ball and the strong shit, right? The guy would gain like eight pounds. And nobody <laughs> would know. You would wow. look at him and, and nobody would know. Now, there was another guy that, I, that was with us at the same time who went on the same shit, the exact same shit, the same workout and everything, and he gained 25 pounds. So it's like the like your body also has genes to in terms of how oh, it responds. Ab- absolutely, you don't know how many how many athletes and, I've picked wow, up that's that so are interesting yeah. that are running tons of gear, and I look at them, and I'm like, damn, bro, like I feel bad for them. I'm like you're pumping that much shit in your body, and that's the way you look. Your body also has genes <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, what a and, waste. You know, yeah. <laughs> what if that sucks, dude? You might want to spend that money on food. Yeah, bro. There's well, a lot of other things we should be doing if that's. Listen, you know what's funny? Check this out. Here's something that nobody even thinks about. Uh, although I've heard a few people discuss this. When you get to the massive level, when you're a bodybuilder and you're, you know, 260 pounds on stage, you've got good genes for building muscle, good genes for responding to anabolic steroids, but you've also got good genes for being able to eat a shitload of food, digest it, and assimilate it. Because uh, that's that's also a big big role. Like I like if you had food intolerances or you have gut issues and you're trying to eat a shit ton of food right. and you just can't, you're not gonna be able to assimilate all that food have you seen some of the amount the amounts of food that some of these guys can eat and get away with oh my god that requires genes for digestion too well there's a whole shitload of things utilizing it yeah transporting it and shitting it all out well that that's a great point to why i mean when you look at a lot of these guys too probably why they have these distended bellies when you look at them because they're having to shuttle so much food and their so their stomachs are expi- ex- expanded and distended from all the, from the food and growth hormone and stuff that's being right. pumped in there. Well, wasn't that the Just, change though? Is the is the growth hormone was the factor where, where we start to get that turtle shell kind of uh, abs? It yeah. grows everything. Yeah, it yeah. grows. So you 
your intestines and everything and your stomach, everything's growing, right? So, and, and you'd have to have it grow like that. If you're eating 10,000 plus calories a day, you can't have this little bird stomach getting shuttled in there. Right. You're going to have to expand that. And if you're going to, and if you're trying to, if you're a 250 pound to 300 pound, because a lot of these guys are 300 plus pounds in the, in off, the season. off season. Yeah. Does it so, grow your bone structure too? It does. It, it, so when you look at, if you look at guys who've been on growth hormone for a very, very, very long time. Their heads look, look, look at Barry Bonds. He looks yeah. like a bobblehead oh, yeah. after. Right. <laughs> their heads grow. Oh, you look at their joints. You'll see their elbows look a little bigger. Their hands look a little bigger. Mm. Um, you know, their jawline will start to change. Uh, their skin changes. Their they nose start talking more like their, their nose will grow. Their ears will grow. Yeah. Um, and that's on high high doses. Yeah. Um, you know, that, you're taking that, ten IU's plus a day. Off well, yeah, or whatever. You, yeah. you know, you're taking a lot of stuff. That's that's what ends up happening. But. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of factors that come into play. But so, for, if you're the average person and you just want to look impressive, the last thing on your list of things that you should do is has anything to do with anabolic hormones oh, yeah. at all. That's the last, literally the last. It's under supplements. I'm not bullshitting you. It's the last fucking thing. If you do everything else perfect, I promise you, most of you will say, "I don't even want to do anything. I don't want to have to do all this stuff. I don't want to have to inject myself because I look great to begin with." That's that's how that's how yeah. that's where it should be on the priority list. But you know, it, it, as far as like devil's advocate goes, like you're gonna have to be patient. Oh come oh, on, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. that's just the thing. Like they, I think that's why the anabolic steroids is something that somebody gravitates to so quickly is because the immediate effect of just feeling stronger. You know, fuels their their of their, their energy. Of course, right? so you know, that's also though you have to fight that 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 urge. You have to you have to understand that it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of time. You know, uh, you know, it, it definitely does. While you have you're under you know steroids as well. Uh, that's just something that like like we're talking about this mental battle, right? That's what you're going to always have to attribute to, you know, like I need to feel that way in order to get the energy to do this. Mm -hmm. Even on, even on steroids, it should be slow and gradual because it's not realistic to throw 30 pounds of muscle in the body and expect to keep it. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And a good, a good chunk of that. Look, the, 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 the anabolics that put the most weight on you would be your high dose testosterone, and your orals, like your, you know, your your, 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 your your gorilla steroids, like Anadrol and Debal, and a large part of that is water. Yeah, hmm. you you gain twenty five pounds in in That's two months. No, yeah, in a hurry. That a good. That's why you look so inflated? I oh mean, yeah, he's a fluffy. Shit, a shitload of it is water. And here's what happens: these guys will go on a shitload of testosterone fluffy. and Anadrol, whatever. They'll gain thirty pounds in two or three months. Then they'll go off, and within a month. They'll lose more than half of it. And they're like, I lost all this muscle. No, you didn't actually lose that much muscle yet. It takes a little longer to lose muscle. That's water. Mm-hmm. You just lost a shitload of water. That's why when you go on this stuff, that's why, for example, Anadrol, which hardly anyone takes anymore because it's so harsh, but guys would be, they would gain a pound every two days or a pound a day. That ain't fucking muscle, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's mu- water. Yeah, yeah, yeah Even yeah. anabolic muscle can be built that fast. You know? It ain't going to happen. And that's what I, I meant guarantee by- they think it's muscle, too. Oh, yeah, no, because yeah, you're filling out all yeah. your shirts. Oh, and, and you're getting strong as shit because your central nervous system is firing hard and, you know, intracellular fluid does give you more strength in certain cases. But you look at their faces and you can see that yeah. they look like pufferfish. <laughs> well, you yeah. you say this about, about steroids and I say the same thing even about supplements is why I'm so adamant about people, you know, breaking through all, you know, getting 
pushing their body to it the natural way with before even supplementation comes because then when you add, start adding things like pre-workout and creatine and all your different fat burners and all these extra supplements that you start purchasing 300 plus dollars worth a month and yet you're not consistent with your workout. You're not consistent with your diet. Yeah, you're, you're trading something that makes a big difference for something that makes a tiny exactly. Difference. It's like you yeah. know, what's crazy is if, if you were to if you were to, I sit yeah, down with someone, spend that money on the, the organic and yeah. you know, yeah, stuff that's gonna you know really, do much better internally. Yeah, for and when you and you look at me and I go, okay, well, well, tell me what your workout schedule looks like for the month, and you like, okay, I work out these days, I take these days off, and sometimes I do this, sometimes that. Okay, tell me, well, I'm pretty good. I eat this. I'm like, okay, well. Let's take your diet from being pretty good to being excellent. Let's add one more day a week into your lifting. I guarantee those two things will show you way more than any oh, su- yeah. supplement ever could. You know, that, and that, that way of thinking is just, we're not there. You know what I'm saying? People still, you know, think that, oh, I am working hard or I am doing these things. Like, no, you don't get it. Like, what happens with a lot of people that constantly run, you know, gear or cycle gear on and off all throughout the year? Is when they're looking, and I know because I've been, we've been in the industry for so long. I've been around it, you know, for more than half my life now. And when they're not making gains or they're, you know, not building muscle or whatever, they don't, they don't look at their workouts anymore. Mm-hmm. Like their workouts tend to stay the same. They look at what they're going to take. Yes. And yes. with the natural guy uh, or someone who's really too in tune with their body, when I'm not progressing anymore. I look at my fucking workout. Mm-hmm. I change my workout. I add new techniques. Like the other day I did workout. I did some heavy negatives or I'll use bands or chains or, yeah. you know, we're using trigger sessions or we're manipulating work or I'm, I'm dissecting, my, dissecting my squat or dissecting my deadlift and breaking it down in different pieces. These guys stop doing that. Yeah. They're, they're just looking at what they're taking Dude, you, and the workouts don't fucking change you, you that have much. No That's idea. a great point. Oh, you have no idea how on point you are with that statement right there because this is my world of – bodybuilding and men's physique and of course when you when you've been doing that when you're a pro you're i'm around other pros and, and we share stuff like this we talk about it. it's a very open behind the scenes everyone talks about all this and it is so common for me to be sitting with a buddy who you know is talking about you know showtime or what's coming around and stuff like that and talk and everyone's sharing like oh i'm, I'm you know i'm getting ready the first four weeks i'm gonna run this and then i'm gonna hit this and then i'm gonna right. this and i'm like listening to all this and i'm going like well why don't you just why don't you just cut your calories a little bit right here? And why don't you just bump some cardio right here? Why do you need to, why hop on this? You yeah, know, like, yeah. Why hop on something this else? This is going to cut me right here. And then yeah. I got to build back up. So I'm going to take yeah. this one to get me filled out. And then what you see what happens, and this is so common in the industry, Bro is, science. is all of a sudden their body's not as responsive as it was after the, after 10 shows later. Now they're on show 12, 14, 15, and they've been running all these different cycles and, and their bodies, hey, our bodies are adaptation machines, man. They get adapted to everything. And it's crazy because the last place they look a lot of times is their workouts. The workouts look the same year after year, the same split, the same mix of exercises, the same kind of rep scheme. You know, uh, very rarely will they really periodize the workouts. Like mm-hmm. when was the last time you did a straight strength cycle? Never, or I haven't never, you know, forever. When was the last time you did a straight, you know, a full body routine? Or when was the last time you increased or decreased the frequency? It rarely ever happens. It's always about, uh, they always, they get very scientific with the gear they're taking, but very unscientific about their with, workouts. with their workouts, yeah. which to me is crazy because I yeah, realize, crazy. and the crazy thing is I realize this much later. Like I said, in my early twenties, I would take these over the counter supplements and that's what I kind of focused on. My workouts kind of always kind of stay the same. Now, when I'm not, when I'm stalling or something's not working, 
the workouts, man. I get real scientific and I get great results doing that. Well, I think it's important. There's too, so much into the workout that's being missed. I think it's important yeah. too that we, we, we express too, or at least I express that, you know, I, I was one of these guys. Like I a hundred percent, like I get it, you know, I get it because I was there at one point. At one point in my mind, I thought the same thing too, but you know, that's part of it is that I've been through that. I've been all the way through that, seen all of it and realized that, man, there's so many more things that I can do with my workout routine or my nutrition that mm-hmm. is going to help my body out 10 times more. And then I don't have to be taking all this crazy amounts of gear that these guys are having to do. So, I mean, one of my favorite things about when we, when we created a maps is the whole trigger sessions. That's brilliant. It just right. goes right into that concept of what makes the biggest difference is you know, 24 seven, when you're taking gear, you're in that anabolic world. Well, that's the whole idea. Yeah, how do we emulate that? Naturally? Exactly. How do you right. do that naturally is with these, the trigger sessions, you know, it's not designed to kill you. It's not a whole nother workout. It's just to fire that anabolic signal. Look, I, I've talked about this in the past. You know, if you want proof and evidence of how, you know, low level uh, stimulation, daily stimulation also influences muscle growth. And especially when you combine it with your heavy, hard workouts, Look at anybody who has a profession where there's repetitive movement and look at the muscles involved in that movement. Mm -hmm. Look at the calves on your mail carriers. You ever see a mail carrier walking... They yeah. all have fucking muscular they calves. Do, yeah, they, they every do. single why because for 10 15 20 years. Oh, you mean they don't that's not part of the interview process? Yeah. But, let me see your calves. It's okay, like carpenters get, in their forearms. Right. Carp, carpenters or 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 uh, you know shoulders. plumbers in their yeah. forearms. It's just it's just and that's that low level daily stimulation, not breaking down muscle, but you're just anabolic in that particular area and that's what the the trigger session concept. But uh, here's it, another thing. We have a lot of people who uh, I'd say most of the people who've purchased the program are not beginners. Most of them have been working out for a long time. Mm-hmm. They get on, they switch to phase one how many times now have we seen on the forum oh, God. people are like oh Holy my shit, God. i yeah. added i added 50 pounds to my deadlift or i added 20 pounds to my squat yeah in three weeks guys ladies and gentlemen i'm not blowing smoke up your ass i know you've heard this before this is literally what people are saying actually we've posted if i'm not mistaken doug you've posted on our site a lot of some of these people's comments right yeah, if yeah. you go to the bundle site, you can see. Now, now, why are they making these 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 crazy strength gains? Because number one, the workout's designed well, but number two, most of these people have never done a pure strength training cycle. So they've gone from their their split of you know chest on you know Monday right. back on it's always fifteen always reps. the same shit. Next thing you know, they switch to more of a strength central nervous system based cycle, and their body just boom! All of a sudden, they gain. They're hitting PRs in two or three weeks, and everybody's just blown the fuck away by the way this is one of the reasons why we put phase one towards the beginning because we knew we would shock the fuck out of people That's right it. away and then they'd be hooked and they'd say okay this program is on to something because okay, i get it visible mu- yeah because yeah, visible muscle takes longer to build but when it comes to central nervous system strength especially if you've never trained in the way that we prescribe in phase one you're going to see some huge gains right off the bat um, and that's kind of how, you know, that's how, that, how the program works. And it really, it's just a scientific, we've really broke it down and made it scientific as possible, but it doesn't stop there. You have to, at that point, once you've done it and you've followed it, you have to modify according to how your body's responded and really learn your body. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something, uh, uh, listeners, when you know your body, nothing is as effective as that knowledge. Oh, nothing, no. nothing is as effective as you really being in touch with your body. And I know most of you listening say, I know my body. You don't fucking know your body. I promise you. I've had lots of advanced people hire me to train them either virtually or in person. And I would say 90% of them don't know their body because then I'll tell some like, I have. We ha- I had a client recently who's been working out forever, is already fit and uh, has been taking protein powders forever. And she's talking about, oh, you know, just, you know, my whole life I've kind of always been a little bloated. I'm like, well, could you, did you ever think about cutting out dairy 
Well, no, no, I know my body. I can eat dairy. I eat dairy all the time. Well, why don't you try cutting it out? Three weeks later, holy shit, I feel amazing. My stomach is flat. Right. I had no idea. Yeah. So it's really being in touch with your body. But, you know, uh, uh, approaching it with a re- very scientific program and then taking it from there, I think, is the best way Being open-minded, I mean, for Absolutely. the most part. Hey, can Absolutely. I, can I just say something? I've been sick and I've been, I was, so last night I uh, was NyQuil'd up. And I was going through and I hadn't had a chance. I mean, every time we have new reviews, I read them and then I kind of read them one time. That's it. So I went through and I was like reading all of them. And uh, it's, you know, I almost got emotional. I don't know if because I'm sick or whatever, <laughs> or whatever and I'm feeling that way. But it was really fucking cool Your actually were sensitive to, again. to go through and read <laughs> read some of these these comments, man. It was uh, it was fucking awesome, man. A lot of people and. You know, to me, I just I just wanted to say thank you those 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 of you guys that have gotten out there and done that. Um, it does wonders for us because when we're when we get lots of reviews like that, it pushes us up on iTunes, which means we're reaching people all over the world, and that that's the best way for us to get out there. And um, you've noticed how they've, I mean, they've progressively gotten even more detailed. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like we're just like wow, like you guys really listen, and and it, and it totally motivates us then to to produce more, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's just that, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so we appreciate it uh, for those of you subscribing to our channel and rating and reviewing us. Oh, and by the way, you know, we talked about the program, so I think it's only fair to tell you where you can check it out and read some of those actual testimonials. And these, by the way, are not uh, quote unquote testimonials. These are people on the forum making comments and having conversations. So it's like real deal. Yeah, this you is you what can actually yeah. talk to those people. You yeah, can actually exactly. talk, you can find them and we'll talk get to them, them to, on you know, Instagram respond if you, if you want. Right. Uh, that's at mindpumpradio.com. Uh, the bundle's still available, which has all, uh, a lot of our programs uh, available at a discounted rate. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.